never let the media or social media dominate your life and the way you think. Put your hope on something vastly more secure. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I just want to share a little news story here at the front of the program that I found rather fascinating. We've been telling you for a long time that big tech is not your friend. They're not. Facebook, Twitter, they're not your friend. They have tried to control the narrative on so much of what is going on in our nation and our world today, always from a purely leftist and totalitarian point of view, which they endorse because they're reprobates. That's what they are. It is a terrible uh, thing to say, but this is what it's come down to. What should have been a town square is now the Politburo. Now, this past Sunday, Twitter removed and eventually restored a tweet by Florida's Surgeon General, Joseph Ladapo, who is warning against the COVID-19 vaccine for men basically under the age of 40, telling them not to take the vaccine because there appears to be a noted increase of cardiac-related deaths. We talked about that on this program a year ago. And that's why I stopped putting things on Twitter, because they were saying it's misinformation. It's all a lie. The vaccines are safe and effective, which they are not. We've been saying it since the very beginning. There's something wrong with these profitable vaccines, and that's really what they are. Now, Dr. Lamato was on a, another program, and he said it's criminal in terms of how much they disregard that they have for human rights. And he said he's not just talking about Twitter, but the whole body that thinks it's okay to crush the voices of others because you don't like their message, even if the message is true. And that, sadly, is the world we're living in today. We'll talk about that more later on this week. Today, I was very surprised. I knew that Jim Calhoun had had a very busy time on the road and also is not feeling well. So I expected him to ask me to do the entire program today, which I would have done. But I was just very surprised that, you know, he took it upon himself in spite of all the challenges he is facing there on the farm. And he he came through with the program today. And so without any further ado, I want to bring you today's episode of Truth to Ponder with our regular guest host, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. It's truly great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Now, my voice is going to be a little weak this show because I just came off about seven days of some of the worst health issues I've had in several years. And I either got the worst flu that I've had for decades or I once again caught COVID through people who were vaccinated and I was shedded on. And those that don't believe in shedding, it's scientific fact, it's proven, and that people that are vaccinated can shed on people who are unvaccinated. And that's what I really think happened. I had a music festival that I had to perform at, and I met a lot of people, I shook a lot of hands, and by the time I got home, I was not well, and I got home just over a week ago. 
And I went for four days and didn't even get out of bed just to feed and water the animals and then go right back to bed. So anyway, I'm recovering. I'm going to be okay. But I do want to apologize for how weak my voice is going to be. And also, I'm going to be editing out dozens, if not hundreds, of coughs that are going to happen because my throat is extremely ticklish. And so, some of my phrasing is going to be a little odd today as far as what it normally is. But know that I'm doing my best, and I did not want to let Bob Bierman down because I know he counts on having that extra day a week to take care of the business that he needs to take care of. and. I don't know if he's actively working on anything on as far as WRMI is concerned with after the aftermath of the Hurricane Ian, but I'm sure that he's been in contact with them on a daily basis as far as keeping that up and operational and any problems that might actually come up. I'm sure he's in the loop on everything that's happening down there. And so I want to start this part of the show by offering my condolences and my prayers to everyone that was affected by this horrible natural disaster. And it seems like that this world is not a nice place right now. We're getting hit with bioweapons. We're getting hit with wars. We're getting hit with corrupt politicians. We're getting hit with natural disasters, we're getting hit with plagues, we're getting hit with inflation and food shortages, and it seems like sometimes we just want to throw our hands up and say, I quit, I give up. And I understand that. I've never been a quitter and I've never given up. But I do understand the brick wall that is in front of almost each and every one of us every day as we get out of bed to try to have a happy, normal, productive day. And the first thing we get bombarded with is somebody sabotages something in Ukraine or somebody fires a missile over Japan or a bank is going to close here or PayPal is going to start enforcing some stupid corporate law that they're going to take $2,500 from your account if they don't like what you say and craziness like that. Now, PayPal has since renounced that, but believe me, that meant to, they meant to put it in there. They just got caught, and the backlash was bad enough they backed down, but it's out there. The censorship, the tyranny of the medical profession, the tyranny of the cops, the corruption of the FBI, and the illegitimate government. And We have midterm elections coming up that We're electing what, honestly? What are we electing? These people are in charge of funneling billions of dollars to Ukraine to fight a proxy war against Russia. And they say it's for our own good. Well, I'm going to tell our senators and congressmen, it's no, it's not for our own good. It's for your own kickbacks and your own glory because you're not helping anyone in the United States by sending weapons of mass destruction to go kill people. I just It doesn't work that way. And don't do it in my name. That's all I'm going to say. But this episode is going to be about reaffirming your faith, and it's going to be about keeping a very positive mental attitude. Now, this week, I've had to keep extremely positive with my mental attitude. 
because everything that I needed to do for this week, and it's a very critical week out here on the farm as far as we're at the waning days of the nice weather, and I've got hay bales to move, I've got cattle to sell, I've got fences to fix, I have things to get winterized. I am really a busy part of my year, and I just lost a week. And to be real blunt, I'm probably going to lose two weeks because the way I feel, I feel just good enough to consider doing things now. And today I've worked in spurts. I've worked 10 minutes here and 20 minutes there. But it doesn't take very long before I'm just totally exhausted. And all I want to do is lay back down. And so I'm listening to my body and I'm laying back down. But this is a busy time of year for me and I'm going to really kind of wish I had some of this time back when the snow starts to fly. But we have to take care of ourselves. And one of the things that I've learned a long time ago is you have to be your own best friend sometimes. And so I could be sitting here feeling guilty and kicking myself for not getting some of my physical work done. But in reality, I need to take care of me and I need to get myself back in the game. And I can't lay here and start feeling down or feeling inadequate or have those feelings of doubt that come creeping in. We just can't allow that to happen during this time. And I think the hurricane, the devastation, just the utter the magnitude of the pain and suffering and the people that lost loved ones and the people that lost their lives and their businesses. And it does not do very good on your mental psyche to have to absorb this day after day after day. And then you see that the Russian government has paraded two nuclear warheads in front of the United States Embassy. And the United States Embassy, they need to they need to get involved and they need to start talking and they need to start de-escalating. But there's nobody trying to de-escalate because there's way too much money to be had. And one of the themes that I have in my show and also when I guest host Truth to Ponder is I still think that the New World Order, Satanists, globalists, whatever you want to call them, I think they have world depopulation at the top of their list. I don't think they care how it's done. And so if it's a nuclear war and that's going to get rid of millions, if not billions of people, so be it. I think they're happy with that. And so it's really easy for any of us to really have a down day. But the trouble with having a down day is sometimes a down day will cause another down day. And then once that starts feeding on itself, it's kind of like oscillation, which is commonly known as feedback, where you have a mic. If you point a microphone at a speaker, it'll start to hum and then squeal. And almost everyone has heard a microphone squeal, and it's very unpleasant to your ears. Well, it seems like negative thoughts are that way too. When one negative thought is allowed to fester in your mind, it seems to amplify and make its own negative thought the next day. And if you put three or four of those days together, then all of a sudden you're flirting with depression. 
And so it's real important that we learn how to nip these things in the bud and recognize them. And also recognize when you're just feeling a little what you would call blue or down or a true depression. If you are truly depressed, you really need to seek professional help. You really need to. Unless you're the type of person that goes through bouts of depression, you've learned how to cope with it and you can pull yourself out. But a lot of people can't do that. And I'm not saying to go out and get a psychiatrist or anything like that. I'm just, you might need some help, whether it be a counselor or maybe a pastor, a best friend, but someone who is qualified to steer you the right direction. And sometimes we all just need a friend. And so that might be what you need to do is just maybe call a friend. Go out and do something that's you enjoy doing. If it's watching a sunset or sitting down on a park bench and feeding ducks, whatever it is. Sometimes we have to stop and smell those roses. Because God put this beauty in this world and he put things smack dab in front of us to break this spell that is woven around our minds when negative thoughts come in. And you could be having the most negative day in the world, and you could be cursing or crying or beating your head against the wall. While outside, it's beautiful, and the birds are singing, and the sun is shining, and God is showing himself through nature in all of his glory. But yet, we don't see it because we've been captivated by these things that happen to come into our mind. And no, I'm not trained, and I'm not a psychiatrist, and I'm not a psychologist, or I'm just a guy that spent an awful lot of time by himself out working out on the ranch, and you have a lot of time to think. But the things that I'm going to talk about do work for me, and that doesn't mean it'll automatically work for you. But I want to start off by telling each one of the listeners is that Actually, right now as I'm doing this show, I really don't want to be sitting in front of this microphone. I don't feel good. My, I'm still a little bit dizzy. My ears are ringing like mad. And I'm having coughing fits. I'm getting rid of those through editing. But it's tough. But know that I wouldn't be here if I didn't care. I know that it's a hard concept for some people to understand. But some of you really do get it, and I appreciate that. Is that I don't care if anyone knows my name. I don't care. I I really don't. I'm not in this broadcasting to get famous or to get rich or to get whatever. I'm just trying to do my best to be of help. That's all I'm trying to do. And so I've went through a week of being bombarded with all sorts of horrible news as far as the economy and food supplies and wars and rumors of wars and corruption and deceit and tyranny. And then you put how I feel on top of that. It's been really tough. But I've been thinking about all the people out there that really feel like they're alone. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not out there alone feeling the thoughts that you're feeling. And I'm not saying I'm depressed, and I'm not saying I feel these depressive thoughts as far as active depression, but I feel them as pressure. They're pressuring towards 
what would be called depression. And I've learned how to recognize that. I've learned how to take a deep breath and take a step back. And as I had to do that over and over as I lay in bed recuperating, I was thinking, wow, you know, how many people out there are going through this on a daily basis and they live alone and they feel like nobody really cares and nobody really understands and so forth. Well, I'm here to tell you that more people do understand that you possibly can imagine. And I really don't care who you are. Someone does care. And that may be a very bold statement, especially if someone lives alone and they more or less a hermit. They don't have any people they consider friends. There are still people that you don't even realize that are praying for you, that are pulling for you. And if the chips come down and the rubber meets the road and you need somebody, God will put them in your life. God will put them there for you. And so that's the first thing to fight depression. You have to know that you're part of several families. And of course, you have your blood relation families. And a lot of times those relationships are broken or the families died off and you're the last of the Mohicans and so forth and so on. But you're also part of the great human family. And that's the humanity that actually has compassion and cares and listens to basically other people on a heart-to-heart level. And there are quite a few people out there like that. And God has blessed the world with people like that. Some people call them empaths. Some people call them other things. But there are people that truly do seek out people that they can help. And lots of times they don't even let anyone know they're the ones helping. I've heard of people leaving money at doorsteps and food and things like that and never telling a soul that they did that for these people. And so know that you're part of a human family that God has put watchers out there. And you just need to be in prayer. And if you need someone, please pray to have God send those people into your life because they're out there and they're special. And if you're a Christian, of course, you have your Christian family. You have your brothers and sisters in Christ. So there are avenues that you have. You have places that you can look to get yourself out of anything that might be standing in between you and happiness or contentment. And trust me, I see all these things that try to stand in the way between happiness and contentment. Contentment. I see all these things on a daily basis that come in between me and my joy. And I just don't let it stay there. Now, there are times that I am knocked for a loop. I will get a email or I will read a story or watch a video and it will make me lose my joy for an hour or two. But I understand that there's a big picture and the big picture needs you to have a clear head. The big picture needs you to have your head in the game all the way. The big picture needs you not to be moping or feeling sorry for yourself or depressed or, let's say, unmotivated, kind of flat and lifeless and listless. That's not why God has you on this planet right now. He doesn't have you here 
for you to be depressed or listless. You're here for a purpose. And that's another thing that I would say that if you're if you're feeling a little down in the dumps, you need to be in prayer about your mood being lifted. But also be in prayer and ask God exactly what God is requesting and requiring of you right now during these very difficult times. And God will give you that purpose. When God does give you that answer, you'll know it. And that gives you another anchor. It gives you another stable part. It gives you another cornerstone in your life, something else to bolster you. And so if you feel a little depressed and you feel like you're just kind of wandering aimless and you're not getting anything done and you, and every day is kind of blending into the next day and you just feel like everything is just at a standstill in your life, it's my opinion that that is God's way of clearing everything out to where you understand that there is something missing. And then you need to go looking for it. And you need to look for it in the right places. Don't look for any missing parts through drugs or alcohol or partying or whatever. Look to Almighty God. And if you can, fellowship with some really true believers. And not not people that are going to judge you. Now, I know there's lots of people that like to play the I'm a better Christian than you game. I'm not talking about those people. I avoid those people. I'm not saying they don't have a walk with God. I'm just saying that they, I'm uneasy being around them. And I know a lot of you know who I'm talking about, the type of a person. But if you have people with gentle souls and kind hearts that love the Lord, that just have ears to listen and can listen to what you need to say, and if they have guidance and if they've prayed about it and there's possibility that through them, God will reveal what he plans for you as far as what he would like for you to do for his kingdom. And that's one thing that I'm finding out as far as people who are down in the dumps and depressed is that they really feel like they've lost their way as far as a purpose. And I'm going to tell you straight up, God did not make you for no purpose. And God never made any junk, ever. And God made you. And you're not junk. And you're not worthless. And you're not just biding your time, waiting to go someday go meet the Lord. That's not what God puts you on this earth for. And I know that this is going to sound a little odd, but if you think it through, I'm correct on this. The most powerful thing we have in our arsenal, in my opinion, is prayer, is fellowship with Almighty God. And we have that through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have intercession constantly through Jesus Christ on our behalf to the Father. We have these lines of communications on a spiritual level, and that is has more power than I can even come close to explaining. So even if you are somehow bedridden, let's say that you can't move, let's say that you're totally paralyzed, you might be asking yourself, well, what can I do? You still have the most important, powerful weapon that's available to everybody, 
And that's the power of prayer. And so if you put your mind to it, and that's one thing that God gave us to set us apart from the other animal creations, is the fact that we have that wonderful human mind that God created, especially for us. And so the power of our mind and the power of our spirit, the power of our soul, the power of our faith, the power of our prayer, we have to understand how powerful we truly are. As a species, we're not as strong as a lion. We're not as strong as an elephant. We're not as fast as a greyhound dog. We're not. There's a lot of things we can't do as a species. But we are among some of the most powerful things ever created because of the things God gave mankind, the power of prayer, the intercession that we have, the ability to communicate with God. Everything that we have that is special, it's a special gift from God for humanity, makes us so extremely powerful. And you have to understand that as a human being, you are heir to all of these things. And as a Christian, as a believing Christian, as a person who has got Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, then you have the intercession. You have the ability to communicate with the Father. You have the ability to communicate at such a high level with Almighty God. And don't let anybody call you a Jesus freak. Don't let anyone call you a kook or a religious fanatic. Because right now, this world needs God more than it's ever needed God. And we need Jesus more than we've ever needed him, as far as I'm concerned. And I think things are out of hand. I think they're going to get worse. But I'm not going to worry about it. Because Almighty God is in control. And things have been written and prophesied that are yet to happen. And we're supposed to go through the experience. Some of us are. And the ones that are passed from this world before it happens, well, they had a different purpose of being on this world at the time they were here. But we all have to understand that we have responsibilities. We have a responsibility to our Father in heaven. We have a responsibility to take care of ourselves for not only ourselves, but for what God has given us and for our families and so forth. But we really need to look out for who we are inside our mind. That's a quiet place where we can all go, that we have to go many times just to get away from everything. And so when we have to go inside, so to speak, that's a good time to go inside, collect your thoughts, and then reach back out at a higher level and reach back out in prayer. And if mankind throughout the world has got you depressed because of the economy or wars or what have you, know that there are other places that you can go in the whole scheme of things, mentally, to where you can make huge differences and you can keep your mental health and your sanity. 
And so what you need to do is understand that God is there for you 24-7. Jesus died for you. And if you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, right now at the right hand of the Father, he's interceding for you. And you could not have it any better. You honestly couldn't to have someone interceding for you to the creator of all things. And I truly believe what the Bible tells me that I am, and I believe what the Bible tells me who you are, and I believe what the Bible tells me who God is and who the Son of God is. And I really think that God has a beautiful, wonderful plan, and he gave us the most beautiful home in the whole universe. He gave us a wonderful planet that is full of awe and wonder, full of inspiration, full of beauty. It's also full of strife and ugly things that have been put here. But if you really want to look at it, a lot of the ugly things that are here don't need to be here. They're only here because we allow them to be here. One of those things would be wars. There wouldn't be any war if mankind didn't allow it. I know that sounds real simplistic, but there will come a time when Jesus returns, when war will be no more. And I long for that day, as do anybody that I think is sane and rational. We should always long for peace. And right now we have corrupt leaders and people that are satanic that are doing everything in their power to not promote peace or trying to go the wrong way. When I come back on the other side of the break, I want to talk about different things that we can do in our life to help keep the peace and to help build our faith. And thank you, Jim. And Jim, we'll be back right after this break. Keep Jim Calhoun in your prayers. I know right now he's facing a number of challenges with the farm and so many other things. So pray that God will uphold him and keep him strong. And I want to thank all of you that listen to and support this radio ministry. We're here because of you. Neither Jim or I are paid to do this radio program. We do it because we feel God's calling to do this radio program. And if you believe in this ministry in short wave, would you consider making a financial contribution to keep us going? Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That zip code again, 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Tabernacle of the Logos coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Feast of Tabernacles, or in Hebrew, Chag Sukkot, the Feast of Dwellings. What's it about? The Feast of Booths. They dwelt in booths for one week. Why? Because they remembered the, the time when they dwelt in the wilderness with God. But really, it was also about the fact that God dwelt with them. He tabernacled with them. 
he dwelt with them, he pitched his tent with them. Well, interesting thing, a real cool thing that in John, in the New Testament, in the beginning, in the beginning, it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, in the original language in Greek, the word is the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, pitched his tent, built his sukkah, tabernacle. And some people even trace this word in the Greek to the Hebrew word shakan, which means to dwell. We get the word mishkan, which is the word for tabernacle, the tabernacle of Israel. Who is Yeshua? Who is Messiah Jesus? He is God tabernacling with us. He came all the way from heaven to tabernacle with us, to tabernacle with you, so you would never be alone. So that means a lot. So it means no matter what's happening in your life, the fact is more important that God is tabernacling in your life. You got a problem? Well, God is tabernacling with you in the problem. No matter what, God is with you. You have sorrow, God is tabernacling with you. You have joy, he's tabernacling with you in that joy. Whatever it is, God with you. So my friend, be with him. Spend time with him. It's the greatest thing. Tabernacle with him because he's come all the way from heaven to tabernacle with you. Want more? Ask for the Feast of Tabernacle. Now imagine being plugged into a special line let you in on future events. The news behind the news, biblical prophecy updates on Israel, what you need to know as an end-time believer, plus teachings and strength for every day of your week, and the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even Jerusalem. It's incredible. You can actually blanket the earth with the gospel through shortwave radio. We do it every week and you'll be blessed. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Let's write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Tabernacle with him. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Ro'eh Hatov, the good and faithful shepherd. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Behrman today. And Bob will be back with another great edition of Truth to Ponder tomorrow. Well, again, I have to say that my voice is kind of weak and my delivery is a little slow today. And it's because I just really don't feel that well. But I really want to fulfill my obligation, not only to Bob Behrman, but I really do believe that Bob Behrman is doing God's work. And if I can help facilitate and help extend Bob Behrman and can stand the gap for him and give him some extra time, and even if it's just one day of relaxation for him to recharge his batteries, I think that's really important. And so I never once considered not doing a show this week. And so. It's going to be a little more laid back, and that's fine, because God put it on my heart that there's a lot of people out there hurting, a lot of people who are scared. And I know lots of times I come on this program and I talk about survival and I talk about all the evil things that are happening, and I try to give solutions too. But gosh, everywhere you turn, the news media is just, if there was one 
type of a word you could come up with. Everything. It's gloom. Everywhere you look is gloom. You look at the food shortages, it's gloom. You look at the economy, it's gloom. You look at the economic of the world, it's gloom. You look at the the transgender garbage, it's gloom. And you look at all the different social justice and the the woke movement and all, it's gloom. It doesn't seem like there's any light out there. But the thing of it is, is the light is there. And the light is Jesus Christ. The light is Almighty God. The light is there and it's shining really bright. But yet, in our minds at times, we fail to see that light. And I'm not going to point blame at us and say, well, we're not good enough to see the light or we're not observant enough. But sometimes we just get overwhelmed. It's kind of like if you turn the light on your bedroom and it's shining bright, but you take a real heavy bedspread and put it over your head and it gets real dark. You might say, well, there's no light in this room. And you're absolutely wrong. There's total light in the room. It's just you've covered yourself up with a heavy bedspread. And I'm not saying that we're the ones covering ourselves. I'm saying we're having so many things thrown at us that it covers us up as far as us seeing that big, bright light. And so it's time for us to understand that when we feel these things attacking us, like, let's say, a little bit of dread because you have bills due and you don't have enough money and you've went and bought groceries and that's really cut you short. And then when you filled your car with gas and then you had to pay your utility bills and all of a sudden you realize that the couple hundred dollars you needed for this other project is not there at all. As a matter of fact, maybe you don't even have enough money to meet your obligations on a weekly basis. And that's lots of people right now. So you're not alone in that respect. But the worst thing you could do is panic. The worst thing you could do is just see gloom and doom. You have to understand that God is going to be there for you. And no matter the outcome of whatever situation you're in, God is still going to be there for you. And you might say, well, how could that be if I, let's say, lose my car to a finance company or what have you? God is never going to give us more than we can handle. And that's a promise that we've been made, and I believe in the promises that God has given us. And so some of this might be to temper some of us by fire to strengthen us and strengthen our faith. And I know that God is in the miracle business, and we have to be in the business of trusting God and having the faith in God. That should be what we're in business. We should be in the faith business. We need to look at things as they are as far as how the Bible tells us they are and understand that we have to plug into that. And once we plug into that, and we can kind of get into what Bob Beerman has told me, he calls it God's economy. And when I first started broadcasting, I asked him about how it works that we all have to buy our radio time. And I don't buy the radio time for Truth to Ponder. Bob Beerman does. 
but I do buy my own radio time for my own show. And so I asked Bob, I said, well, how does that work? You know, that you're paying to have your voice put out there. and What happens, you know, if you don't get any money back in, you know, you just have to quit because no one's going to be able to afford just to throw money, especially, you know, in this day and age. And Bob said, well, God takes care of that. It's in God's economy. He said, you'll just when you think that things are kind of at a standstill, you're going to get a nice offering. You'll get someone that's going to partner with you and send in a, a large enough donation to, to really help out. He said, that's just how it works. He said, so you just have to trust God and trust God's economy because it works as according to him. And so I quit even worrying about it. I don't think about getting any donations. I ask for donations, but I don't actively think about it. Because what Bob Beerman told me is 100% true, is that if God's going to bless it, it's going to be blessed, and it's going to be the God's economy is going to kick in. And so God's economy has really worked well for me. Now, does that mean I have a lot of money from broadcasting? Not, not at all. That's not what God's economy, that's not what he has me broadcasting for. I'm not broadcasting to make money. He's just making sure I'm not losing any. And I really do believe that that's how that works as far as with God's economy and broadcasting anyway, is that if God has a message that he puts on your heart, and I really truly believe that God uses especially shortwave radio to get his message all around the world. And I know a lot of people will say, well, shortwave, nobody listens to shortwave. Well, all I can say to you that believe that is that you have no clue what you're talking about. Now, shortwave listeners are a different breed of people. The numbers are not as many as what you would say as far as a demographic group or something within, let's say, a real large market like a an FM market in Chicago or in New York City or something. But you have to but you have to understand that shortwave listeners can listen from so far away that you might not have a lot of people in one vicinity listening, but you have pockets of people in many vicinities listening. And so you have potentially millions of people that can hear your shortwave broadcast. You might say, well, there's not millions of people with shortwaves. Well, there's more than what you know. And I did say potentially. But I really think that there are as many people that hear the broadcast on a shortwave than do on a at least medium-sized market on an AM or FM. It's just these people are spread out. They might be in the Yukon in Canada all the way down to Southern California, maybe across the pond over in England. They might be in Australia, but it adds up. Your broadcasts are heard. And I think God has the right people saying what he wants at the right time to the right people. And so I really think that we have to understand that God is getting the word across the way he wants to. And the reason I mentioned God's economy is that I'm not quite sure how it works. I just know that it does. But you need to trust God 
with your finances. And I'm not telling you to ask God to make you rich. I have been around people that, in my opinion, they've used God more like a genie in a bottle. They would pray to God for X amount of money or this kind of a car or something. And I've never really understood that. I've never really agreed with it. But I know that if you have a need, what you do is you honestly lay out that need to God. Now, you notice I didn't say want. We all have our wants. We all have our needs. I think we need to lay out our needs and bear our soul to Almighty God with our needs. And I think in the long run, you'll be amazed at how God hears and will take care of his people. Now, I'm not saying you pray for a $20 bill and then you look down and there's one at your feet. I've heard those stories too. I'm not talking about that at all. You know, there's one thing that's always impressed me is that I was with a group of people in a small little group of churches that they really got into the prosperity. And I'm not trying to step on any toes here. I'm just telling you my opinion is that they were telling each other they were children of God and God is king. And so they're kids of the king. And so they should have the finest things because they're God's kids. And so if they prayed for a car, they didn't pray for a car. They prayed for a Lexus or prayed for a Cadillac or what have you. They prayed for the make and model they wanted. And I've even heard some pastors on different television and radio shows say that be specific and pray for the make and model and even the color of car you want. And while I know that happens out there, I've heard it with my own ears, what really impresses me is when I hear about a young mother that's in Africa that has a young baby that maybe is three months old, and she lives in some back village, and she heard that there's somebody going to talk in the next village, which is 50 miles away, that there was someone going to show up, was going to talk about a person called Jesus. And so she'd strap the baby to her back and walk the 50 miles just to listen to this person talk about this man called Jesus. And that impresses me. And so when people talk about prosperity and, you know, having God come and take care of their bills and take care of their needs or take care of their wants. I think of these people that have nothing, that sacrifice everything willingly because they love God that much that they want to experience God. And so, in my opinion, that's where we all need to be is we need to be obedient to God. We need to want to experience God. We should all be welcoming God on a daily basis to walk with us. Now, I know that that famous footprints in the sand, you know, says that the, when the footprints go down to one, that's when God carried you. And there's a lot of truth to that. But lots of times, whether we realize it or not, God is not invited into our life. 
at certain points of the day or maybe for periods of our life. And getting back to the mental health, I think it's a very healthy thing to do mentally and also for your just inner spirit is to actively invite God to spend the day with you every day. Just say, God, I'm here. I'm ready. I want to listen. I want to talk with you. I want to tell you some things, and I would love for you to tell me some things. And get on a fellowship level. Get on a personal relationship. And you'll be surprised at how some of the things that were eating away at you and were taking you down the wrong path as far as your mode of thinking, I think you'll be surprised at how the healing will come in and some of the thoughts that you've had will automatically be gone. And it might be a week or a month later you go, huh, I haven't had any of those thoughts for a while. And it's going to work that way. It's not going to be like you're going to see skyrockets and bells and whistles. It's going to be real subtle. So you're going to have to have patience. And one of the scripture that I really like more than probably any other is, be still and know that I'm God. And I think that there are times where we just need to shut up and be still. Let God be God. And we need to be the ones listening. We need to be the ones tuning in to what God wants us to hear. And as soon as we start making things about God's kingdom and not about all of our own wants, then I think that we're really on the road to healing. And the reason I'm talking about this today is that I honestly think that the world is on the brink of some very massive ugliness. And God needs all of his people to be strong. God needs to know that all of his people are blessed, that we've already won. If you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you've already accomplished one of the biggest goals that you could possibly imagine accomplishing. But God needs us to be in the game for him. He needs our heads clear. He needs our spirits clear, our minds clear, our thoughts clear. God needs us not moping around, depressed, unproductive. God needs us to be a vibrant people that is thankful and worshipful and has faith and will stand up for God's purpose, stand up for God's kingdom. God needs us to be what he created us to be in times like this. And when things crumble, who is going to pick up the pieces? Do we want the woke people to pick up the pieces? Do we want to have the drag queen story time people to pick up the pieces? Do we want more corrupt politicians or tyrannical cops to pick up the pieces? Or do we want people that are firmly rooted in the word of God, people that understand God's kingdom and understand the blessings that God has given mankind, people that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Are those the people that we want to pick up the pieces? If you're a Christian, the obvious answer is we want the Christians to pick up the pieces. So my question to you is, 
If we're sucking our thumbs in the corner, mumbling to ourselves because we're too scared to do anything because of what the nightly news has just said, or when we looked at our bank account and we didn't like the number, then we're really no good to ourselves. And when we need to step up for the kingdom of God, it's going to be harder for us to do so. And so I think on a daily basis, we need to really internalize and personalize what's happening in the world and understand that everything that Satan is throwing at us as Christians is to tear us down, is to make us ineffective, is to make us depressed, is to make us give up. And so we have to understand and recognize exactly what's happening. And we have to metaphorically spit in the devil's eye and say, no, you're not going to take my joy. You're not going to take my faith. You're not going to make me back down. You're not going to make me give up. You're not going to make me depressed. You're not going to take away my mental energy. And that day that you can actually do that and mean it, you will have opened up basically a prison door that Satan had tried to throw you inside this cell and lock that door, the door of depression, the door of, of unhappiness. The, that would be what he's wanting to put you in to try to steal your faith, steal your joy. And I think we have to actively stand up for our joy. We need to stand up for our Heavenly Father. We need to stand up for Jesus Christ. We need to stand up for our fellow believers, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to stand up for what we believe in. We have to understand that we have to stand for it now when the world really needs it. And the strong survive. That is pretty much a universal known fact. And so be strong in your faith. Be strong in who you are. Don't second guess yourself. Do the right things. Stay in prayer. Stay in fellowship. If you're the type of person that needs to have other believers around you, then surround yourself with other true believers. Be proactive. Take the bull by the horns. Start doing the right thing. And even if you've been depressed over the last year or two, and you have been in a funk you haven't been able to get out of, it is my prayer that my voice today and my words today will have reached you to where you understand that you no longer have to be in this prison, that this indecision and whatever the Satan wants to throw at you, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to live in the world that he's trying to build around you. So it's time for you to just say no. Say no to Satan. Say no to his plan for disrupting your life. And, of course, he wants to do a lot more than disrupt your life. He wants to disrupt you eternally. He wants you dead. He wants you gone. And so you have to understand that that whole mode of thinking has to go. And all of Satan's accomplices, and there are tons of them, they need to get out of your life too. I can't even begin to tell you how many people, as far as public figures and actors and sports people and what have you, that I've totally blocked out of my mind and out of my life because 
they have shown what kind of people they are. They've sided against Almighty God. They've sided with Satan. And we have an awful lot of people right now that are doing everything in their power to glorify their Lord, Satan. And so I don't, I don't eat at their restaurants. I don't watch their movies. I don't go to their stores. I don't, I don't have anything to do with people that I know do not have the best interest of the kingdom of God at heart. And so there's things that we can do to insulate ourselves and get away from these people. And I haven't watched the mainstream news in about two and a half years. And I still get all the news that I need from the sources that I do all my studies as far as getting my facts and all my resources. And the things that the news media is not telling us is atrocious. What they're telling us is a lie, but what they're not telling us is actually worse. So we have Satanists and propagandists instead of journalists right now. So it's time to walk away from that too. But just remember that you do have a Heavenly Father that loves you very much or you wouldn't be here. He gave His only Son to die for you, and His Son right now is interceding for you at the right hand of the Father. And you have the most important job to do as a Christian, or you would not be here. So I invite anyone that has any questions about the topics I covered. You can get a hold of me through Bob Bierman. You would email Bob at bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at truth to ponder.com. And he will make sure to forward that to me. Well, thank you so much for listening to me today, and I do apologize for the weakness in my voice. But next week, I should be much better. I'm taking care of myself, and that's the main thing. And I would like to ask for you to consider donating to Truth to Ponder to help Bob Bierman in his ministry. And you can donate very easily electronically simply by going to Bob's website, which is Truth the number two ponder.com truth to ponder.com and click on the support tab and then follow the instructions. And he's got several ways for you to donate electronically. But if you'd like to send a money order or a check, you would write the check out to ancient word radio, ancient word radio, and you would mail to truth to ponder P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. And I really do appreciate you listening today. And until next time, everyone, stay strong. Stay safe. Keep your powder dry. But more important than anything else, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.